Welcome to the Crucible! This is episode two. I'm your host, Tiny Grimes. As always, I'm joined by my beloved co-host, the Rebel Spy. What's happening, Mike? How are you doing? What's up, man? I'm awesome. You need a new name, like the, the, the Master Forger. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well... To, to be fair, I, I used the Rebel Spy handle before Star Wars Destiny, so... Ooh, I didn't know that. Very I'm just a big Star Wars fan. Okay, that's fair. Um, yeah. This is our second episode in one week. Now, I gotta say, don't well, get used to that. Um, <laughs> this is more a product of us both having some matching free time right now, more than a prediction for the future, but who knows? We'll see. We're hoping for once a week. Uh, Mike, so yeah. how many games have you played since we last recorded? Ooh, probably like four, I would say. Nice. I think I've yeah. played maybe ten or so. Five, mm -hmm. Actually... That's probably not true. I probably played like 20. <laughs> probably played a lot more than that. <laughs> but the bottom line is, we continue to play, and so I'm going to ask you this next question. Where is your excitement level? Is it higher, the same, or have you kind of said like, okay, the new factor is wearing off a bit, I'm, I'm waning just a little bit, and that's okay. Where are you at? No, no, the, the excitement is like way up here for me. <laughs> uh, man, I'm, I'm still so pumped about the game. I just want to play. Yeah. Um, but... With a caveat, I want to play with, with my deck. Ooh, I know. <laughs> it's so tough. We're playing on TTS. That's where all our games have been. And you're right. We are mastering someone else's deck, which is really yep. frustrating. <laughs> um, yeah, so myself, like I said, I've played quite a few games since we last talked. And like you, my excitement is like a steep incline. Like, it's going yeah. up, up, and up. Uh, I've, I've just been having a lot of fun. That's why I want to make more videos about it, because I'm having so much fun mm -hmm. with it. So I think where we should start is what's possibly the most fun announcement I've seen in a long time. Online play? From an FFG <laughs> <Yeah>. game? <laughs> All right, Mike, what's the announcement? I, I, I don't know if you could call it an announcement, but um, in an interview with, with Richard Garfield, who designed the game, he mentioned that online play was coming, or, you know, I think that that's what he said. <laughs> I think a lot of people think that's what he said. Seemed pretty clear, but uh, it, it obviously has not been officially announced by FFG yet. So um, this is a you know a caveat. They could obviously do whatever they want and not end up doing that. Um, yeah. But it seems like a no-brainer, um, and it seems awesome because every deck already has that QR code on it. So you just scan your own deck in, and you could play your deck that you only you have online against other people, as well as in person. And you're playing the same deck both online and offline. Yeah, that's really exciting, right? Yeah. Um, and and like, before, like, if you had told me this a year ago, I would have said, no, Mike, no. Garfield is wrong. <laughs> He's, like, hoping. But they've got the Lord of the Rings robust app coming mm -hmm. out. There's a pretty robust uh, X-Wing app coming out. There's, like, an Imperial Assault one coming out. So FFG is definitely entering this universe, and this may be their way to be like, we're in. We're all in this universe of online play, and that is really exciting. You want to hear yeah. something really interesting, Mike? I mm. came up with the craziest idea. What if you have a deck, right, and you played it in person? It's your in-person deck. Can you mm -hmm. sell someone the online version of it? Right? Because you can still bring it to an right. event. You have mm -hmm. it. You possess the deck. 
they don't yeah. need to possess the deck online. So is it a way to be like, <laughs> you listen, can just man, like sell the QR code, right. I guess. I have yeah. proven I've won six hmm. tournaments with this deck. <laughs> I will sell you the online version of it that only you have. <laughs> Oh, that's really interesting to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I gotta say, I definitely did that did not cross my mind, but uh, yeah, but like potentially, uh, that's really interesting. I think I think in terms of like on online gaming, this being like a game that kind of bridges the gap between online and physical play, like this is the perfect like platform for it, where like you are still incentivized to buy physical products because that is how you get decks to play online. Mm -hmm. uh, and, like, the online as aspect of it doesn't take away from the physical aspect of it. So it's, like, it is honestly, like, like the perfect scenario for an online slash physical game. I agree. Which is... I agree. It just seems like such a no-brainer. I couldn't be more excited for that. That would be yeah. so cool. And the game seems like the mechanics are straightforward enough that it wouldn't be that hard to do online you know something like magic yeah. with the deep stack and everything and all the passing back and forth is a real pain to do but there's no interrupts it's just you play your turn it's kind of like hearthstone right you play your turn click end turn boom is the other person's turn it just feels yeah. like a really well-designed game to play even on something as small as like an iphone or something so i think i think it's designed really well for that and i wonder if when they were designing it they were specifically thinking that let's keep these mechanics doable in an online mobile yeah. environment. Yeah, I, I could totally see that because it just seems like the way to get it out to that big of an audience and to bring even more people. Like like the the people that that play like the online digital card games don't always necessarily play physical games as well. Yeah, and this is like a like. An amazing way to bring it, you know, to, to get those people to, to buy into the physical yeah. hobby as well. It'd be so. so crazy. You're like, you only play online. And you're like, hold on, I need to to buy some packs on Amazon, <laughs> get them one day shipped, so that tomorrow I could open packs from my online account. Yeah. <laughs> what a crazy world we're living in, Mike. For real. Oh man, yeah. Okay, so I'm very excited about that, and I know it's gonna sound crazy, Mike. But I keep getting more and more excited about these ways for people to make money within the game. And I know that sounds weird, but I feel like it's one of the things that props up something like Magic is that there are ways to be more professional within the game or be a merchandise seller. And there's like all these things that help prop up the game itself. So these ideas of like buying it in person, selling it online, selling a proven winner doing that in person as well, just selling a physically proven winning deck, it gives those people who are propping up the game with their energy a reward for doing so. I, I'm not saying this is going to be me, but I'm saying there will be people out there that do that, right? That go to yeah. every local tournament, yeah. win them all, and then sell their deck as that known quantity champion deck. You can look in an app and it says, you're awesome, you have this deck. Right. I, yeah, I, that, that that seems like an inevitability. Um, that's not necessarily something that I'm like looking forward to, but that just seems like it has to happen at some point. Just yeah, it's, yeah, it's just gonna happen. All right, I got some more good news for you, Mike. I don't know if you heard this. So if you haven't been playing on the TTS mod yet, it's called Super Key Forge. Get Tabletop Simulator. You can play with all these decks. There are only five decks right now. Somebody has scanned in two more. They gave them to me, so I have seven. Ooh, nice. But, Mike, 
Apparently, there are 32 that will be on there in a couple days. That is very exciting. Yeah. That is a lot more. Oh, yeah. The guy who's making it has streamlined this process. Like, he hasn't been updating the actual decks because he's been making a process to just import (laughs) decks. That's awesome. we're getting our hands on more and more. It looks like we have 32. And so, if you're excited about this game, but you were thinking, ah, there's only five decks in TTS, it's not worth it. Oh, it's worth it. There's 32 of them. Yeah, that's a lot. I That would be pretty, pretty sweet if there was some kind of, um, like, randomizer where you can just a game and just grab a random deck out of, like, the 32 for each player and then just go. Yeah, that would be fun. That would be a pretty fun time. It would be also fun if you could ban two or three of them. Because <laughs> it's quite possible <laughs> there's going to be two or three that are yeah, really, really good. Just, yeah. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, I have a feeling if all those 32 come in, I think I'm going to try to challenge someone next week to a one-on-one duel. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe even more than that, this is what I used to do with Soul Forge. have two people do a one-on-one duel where they pick five decks, they each ban one, mm-hmm. and then the last man standing, the last person standing who has a deck left wins, and I'll commentate with you, know, you or, or someone else if you're not interested. But I think mm-hmm. that could be really fun to have. Yeah, that sounds like an awesome time. Yeah, I can't remember. What did we call it? <laughs> we had a Soul Forge <laughs> thing. Every week we did this. I can't even remember the name of the program. But it was very popular. It was so much fun because I could go crazy because I don't have to play. What all I have to do is comment. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so much easier to comment and make fun of all the people's misplays and make fun of it in a nice way. These were all highly competitive, great players. I wasn't sure, mocking sure. new players, just to be clear. Uh, they were friends of mine. Uh, so sure, it could sure be can. a lot of fun. I think that's coming. I just I have a feeling next week we're going to see that. Uh, also, I've been live streaming on uh, Twitch, Tiny Grimes. Uh, Mike, you've been. have you made any exclusively Keyforge content yet? On your, on your YouTube? Uh, not yet. No, I haven't. Um, yeah, I've just, I, I had a, a fairly uh, big uh, gig last night, and so my week was basically prepping for that. But uh, this weekend, I might have some free time, and I'll, I'll, I'll put some stuff together. Looking forward to I am, it. I'm so pumped. <laughs> All right. I want to ask you my next question. Um, we've got yeah. five decks on TTS. Mm-hmm. One of them, the Horseman deck, seems really good. One of them, Doom Wind, seems really good as well. I have a theory that those decks are not going to even be good decks when it comes down to competitive tournament decks. What do you think? Am I wrong? Crazy? Uh, maybe. I, we, we, we've only seen five, right? So right. the sample size is like so small that who knows? Like Those could be literally the best decks. Those could be... I don't it's know if possible. you can hear my cat right now, but he's going nuts. <laughs> This is my theory, Mike. Um, Let, ch- check this out. I feel like the most competitive players are going to buy a minimum of 10 decks, probably more like 15. So mm-hmm. what you're going to get is the best out of 10 to 15 decks that each person opens. So I think what mm-hmm. we're going to see is not that these decks are, aren't good decks, but that we're only going to see really, really good decks from highly competitive players. And I, right. I think... It's going to be interesting when we look back at these TTS decks and go, "Oh, I thought that Doomwind deck was busted. That that's like a like a sub 500 deck in, in an actual competitive universe." Because I know for me, I'm buying 10 packs immediately, and if I'm not happy with what I got, 
<laughs> I don't know if I buy ten more. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean, like that very well could be the case, right? Uh, the best deck could be ten times better than that Doom Wind deck. Um, yeah. But we, yeah, we just don't know at this point. I don't know. So but, yeah, I, I think part of the the so have a couple of thoughts about that just in general like buying you know like 10 decks and just picking the best one and then only yeah. playing that um that's kind of seems against the spirit of the game in a way Completely. where yeah where it's just uh you know like the the point is to have something unique that's yours that you get good with right. and you like get comfortable with and then get good at so i don't know if if we're going to come to a conclusion on like how to decide whether or not a deck is a good deck, like right off the bat. Um, we're gonna, I know, talk about like certain cards in a bit that are, you know, probably going to be in the best decks. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if this is uh, just like competitiveness kind of ruining the spirit of things. I don't want to say ruining either. Like yeah. that, that's kind of a harsh word. But um, I don't, I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings about the the whole concept of. Um, of that, I guess. Yeah. So, I don't know if anybody else feels the same, but I, I agree. And this is, this is the problem with this game. If there's a problem, right. Is that non competitively, it's going to be so fun and so open and so interesting. Mm -hmm. But once the really competitive people come in, it's like, Oh, so I just, I opened 38 packs. Um, and then I sold them used for $3, the ones I'm not keeping. And I'm only keeping this one. And I'm going to play it until I get so many chains as a handicap that it's no longer playable. <laughs> and I'm going to open 38 more. I'm going to sell all those for a half price. Right. I, I think that's going to happen. I know for me, my theory is yeah. I'm going to open like 10 or 15. And then I'm going to hope to open these at a shop with some friends. Yeah. And then give people in the store who are not playing with us. And just be like, hey, man, you want to try Keyforge? Here's a free deck. Not a loner, free deck. Keep right. it. Right, yeah, it's not one that, that looks interesting to me. You can just keep it; it's fine. Um, right. And that's what's really cool, I think, about opening a lot is you can just give them away if you're comfortable with that. You know, some people would say seven, eight bucks. I don't have seven, eight bucks to give away, and that's totally fine. But if you do, I think it's a reasonable way to to have somebody be all into the game. Right? It's like, do yeah. I have to buy anything else? No, you're good. You're good. You're all yeah. into this game. <laughs> you're welcome. Exactly. Yeah. That um, I this week. Um, pre-ordered a uh, Covenant like subscription bot, uh, like display or whatever. So I'm going to get 12, 12 uh, decks that I'll be able to you know give away to friends and stuff like that. So that that's one of the reasons why I got that many. Nice. Probably end up giving most of them away um, and trying uh, to get more people into the game. That's cool. So. I pre-ordered three packs and mm -hmm. a core, and my theory is I'm going to order like three packs from four different places just so I don't yeah. get screwed. Because I'm really uh, terrified that <laughs> FMG yeah. is going to do what they've done in the past, right? Which is <laughs> kind of hedge their bets. They're kind of a smaller right. company. They can't be like, we bought a billion of them. And people are like, that game's bad. And you're like, what? Our company is over. <laughs> you know, instead they kind of, you know, make enough. And then if demand's really high, they make more. And I'm a little afraid they're going to run out. Because it seems like the demand for this game is incredibly high. Yes, it does seem like that for sure. Um, the upside is that um, a game like Star Wars Destiny, for instance, which was you know not printed enough in the beginning, um, you need quite a few more cards in general to be able to play at a competitive level. Yep. Um, potentially, you just need a deck. Yeah. Like one deck. So, That's it, man. Yeah. One deck. <laughs> 
I opened yeah. the worst deck ever, and you know what? I don't care. I'm playing. <laughs> yeah, right. like as long as you have a deck, you can still play. So yeah. hopefully um, that will alleviate things a bit. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, an another shortage would really be a bummer. Yeah. Additionally, it seemed like FFG didn't have a great handle on the dice at first and, like, how many right. factories they needed to produce dice at what speed. Cards mm -hmm. they've already got a handle on. This is not their first card game. So... Yeah. I'm yeah. predicting that Car there cards will be easier, a shortage, but... but it'll be smaller shortage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It won't be like, nobody can get it. And you're just like, hey, I got two boxes mm. of Awakenings. Would you like to buy them for a billion dollars each? And people are yeah. like, maybe. If I had a billion, <laughs> I would, but I don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> um, let's continue on this, this path, then, of talking about competitive play a bit. Um, after my games, I've isolated a couple cards that I feel like when I open packs, and I think when other people do, there are some cards that are so strong that people are just going to want them in their decks, especially if they're at the common level or uncommon. I feel mm -hmm. like it's not that hard to keep opening packs until you get decks with these cards in them. So shall, shall we take turns and go? Sure. All right. If you've seen me stream... You know I'm in love with a card. I've wrecked Mike with it. I wrecked <laughs> my buddy Jake with it the other night. I wrecked a guy today. Actually, two different people. It is bait and switch. It basically, it's a shadows card. It says, you know, steal a, uh, an amber from your opponent until they no longer have more than you. And my goodness, have I used this to ridiculous effect. So much so that I cannot imagine playing shadows without this card at this point. Yeah, that card is just nuts. Um, and my biggest like problem with it, I wouldn't even say problem. Like, uh, what makes it so powerful? I think one of the one of the reasons why I'm powerful is it's like, how do you play around it? Like, do you just not gain amber? Um, do you, <laughs> no, do you not work towards like the one win condition in the game? <laughs> right. um, <laughs> You're like, I could play these cards for amber. Instead, I'm going to discard them. I don't want amber. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, And then your opponent's um, like, I don't have that in my deck even. Like, I know I have a Shadows yeah. deck, but I don't have that card. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like if you play it against your opponent and you're, you gain, like, five Amber off it because they had nine and you had zero, Yeah. like, your opponent can play it against you. Like, they, they can, they, and then they gain one Amber. It's like that... Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not even a counter to itself. Um, I, I, I do think that, that it is a fairly skill-testing card um, mm -hmm. in terms of, like, the timing of it. Um, like, the best time to use it is when you have just forged a key. Yes. You don't have any left. Oh, Your yeah. opponent is about to. Yeah. And then you just swing the tables, you know, in, in your favor. You're, you're all of a sudden ahead on tempo and ahead for... Um, yep. Which is just devastating. So yeah, that really, really, really interesting. What's interesting though is if everyone has this approach of if it's a shadows deck, it has to have this card. Then mm -hmm. you can play around it. You can at least start yeah. to play around it. Whereas that, that's true. otherwise, it's so hard to play around cards. Like you said, that's the win condition. Are you really not going to get amber in case they have it? If you know <laughs> they have it and they're sort of telegraphing it, like in my games, I've been telegraphing it so bad. I'll just be like, all right. um... There's a there's a disc shadows deck and the discard has an artifact that says keys cost three more. I'll have no discards in hand. I'll just go <laughs> tap the key, go, and they're like, great. I have to keep getting amber because I need nine, and I know you have bait and switch. And you're just like, okay, what are you gonna do? You not play anything? Cool. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> All right, so what card have you identified as a card that, that you think competitive players are going to say, this has to be in my deck? Um, so I, I think a card that's really good in uh, the Dis house is... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I can't say dis with a straight face. Um, oh, sounds weird. <laughs> the Red House. The, Red House sounds The cool. Demon House, yeah. Um, is the Dominator Bubble, um, or Bubble, or whatever it is. Um, and it is an, an artifact um, with an action that's just use a friendly creature. So um, there's a lot of really good uh, events and a lot of like, brilliant creatures in, in dis. Um, and being able to call that house and then also use a creature of another house um, on that on that round is really really sweet. So um, I remember you were playing against um, Jay from Double Blanks, I believe, and you had the the, the bobble out um, and you had an untamed uh, uh, creature. It was like uh, some some kind of witch. Oh um, yeah. That uh, yeah okay it was Witch of the Eye um, yep. and it was reap return a card from your discard pile to your hand. Yeah. So. You had the bubble out, so you would call dis. You play your, your your discards, and then you would activate the the witch of the eye, and then return a discard from your a dis card yeah. from your discard pile to your hand, and then be able to play it because it was in that house. So, right. um, just the the amount of synergies that that card I think can enable um, is really exciting uh, and really powerful. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I think competitive players will definitely want the bubble. I know I will. <laughs> Uh, let's see, my next card actually combos with Bait and Switch. It's another <laughs> Shadows card. It's called Miasma. You play it, you get an Amber, and it says, mm -hmm. your opponent cannot forge a key during the key forging phase. So, Seems super good. <laughs> right, they get their six. You, They're thinking next turn, I'm going to do it. He has five, I have six. He cannot Bait and Switch me. You play this. You get your six. And then you make it so they can't get a key. Are they not going to get any more amber? Are they going to get more amber? What are they going to do? They're basically stuck. My favorite thing, Mike, this is the meanest thing in the world, is you mm -hmm. do back-to-back -back turns, and then you bait oh. and switch them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that card oh, no. is going to be in so many decks. So good. That's great. I mean, I, I can imagine a situation where, like, you don't have any creatures on board for them to fight with, and they're like, okay, I guess I'm just going to reap with everything. Yep. yep. <laughs> and then they end up with, like, 14, and then you bait and switch and uh, that wreck today. them. That happened yeah. today. Yeah. I, I was playing against a guy. <laughs> he basically had an all-creature deck. It's one of the new decks. There's only, like, two cards mm -hmm. in the whole deck that can generate amber outside of creatures. Oh, wow. And so that's what he would do. He would take his whole board and reap, and he got up. I played Miasma. He does it again. I Miasma again, and he gets, like, 14 or something and i was like bait and switch <laughs> it was really bad for him he did not win that game that's crazy oh <laughs> man yep so miasma basically helps make bait and switch go all right what do you got for us all right so i have another dis card i have to put that pause in there now um and it's the succubus which is a, a common creature has three power and um it just simply says during the draw card step, your opponent refills their hand to one less card, uh, which seems real crazy. Um, and it's just a very simple effect, but the amount to which that like actually your opponent is like can't be understated. Like drawing one less card feels so bad. Oh yeah, um, so bad because your whole goal 
is to have those god turns where you play like four of the same house. If you get one mm-hmm. last card, it's so unlikely to be able to pull that off. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it's it's really rough, and especially if you have mul- if you have multiples of those out on the board. Like <laughs> if you if you lucked into a deck that has multiple three, succubuses, three like, of those guys. Oh crap! <laughs> Remember, my you just completely shut down your opponent. <laughs> these are unique decks. Is there a deck with like six of those? It was like there my whole be. board of succubus. You draw no <laughs> cards. Good game, sir. There, yeah, there absolutely oh could be. God. I didn't <laughs> even think about how so broken exciting. that would be. <laughs> <laughs> oh. There's so many interesting possibilities knowing that you could have like five or six of any one busted card in your deck. Yeah. Whew. I didn't even think about that, Mike. All right. <laughs> um, my last card is Key Charge. It's an untamed card. And this might not surprise you, Mike, but I just said I think Miasma is going to be in competitive decks, which takes away your Key mm-hmm. Forging phase. Key Charge says lose an Amber. And then you can forge a key for whatever cost you have to. So it's a way to get around these effects. It's a way to, if you can get more than six, do it before your opponent can steal. Because Shadow has tons of steal mechanics. And I think that's another thing. I'm I'm not going to name a specific card. But I think Shadow decks are going to prioritize having a whole bunch of steal in it. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. And stealing is such a powerful mechanic. Um, Like... (laughs) Your your opponent gets to do the work for you, which is yes. amazing. So, yep. oh, uh, you got super, four, did super you? powerful. They're all mine. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just crazy. Um, and yeah, there there are a few like key uh, key forging cards outside of like the the official phase, and I I think all of them have potential to be like really good. I think when um, like we first saw those cards, it was kind of a question of like, are these actually like worth yeah. it? Um, How would you play this? They, they, they totally are. So, oh, yeah. 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 I, I think yeah. I'd like to go a step further and say whatever competitive deck is at the top will have a card that allows them, and possibly several, that allows mm-hmm. them to forge keys out of turn. Out of I, phase, yeah. Yeah, I think, it, I think you just have to have that. You can't just yeah. sit there and go, please, 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 please don't wreck me. Like, I think competitive decks will have enough steam in them that they will wreck you every turn if you let them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, it's like the effect of it is twofold. You increase your tempo, and you also play around the cards that screw you. So yeah. it uh, just is a really, really powerful thing to do. Yep. All yeah. right, Mike, any other cards for you? Yeah, so the last card um, is it, it's, it's a kind of a weirder card. It's got a bit more of a floor, but it's one of my favorite cards that I've played with so far. Mm. Um, it's my second favorite it's a lo- favorite Logos card. My first favorite is uh, Wild Wormhole, um, which just lets you play the top card of your deck, which is like totally my style of card. It's just like, yeah. it could be amazing. It could it's be a nothing, super good you, card, you, too. You never know. Yeah, no, it's, it's fantastic. Like, you get an amber. It's, yeah, it's, it's a great card. Um, but I think one of the more powerful cards in Logos is... Um, the library access, um, which is an action that's say for the remainder of the turn each time you play another card, draw a card. So yeah. you can just go off. Oh like, my god. If you have a hand of four logos cards, you you know, you're drawing at least three, and then if any of those are logos, you play those. If you have a couple like Quixo the Adventurer, 
um, you attack with those and then you draw more cards and play more cards. So like the combo potential and just like the card draw potential um, and the card advantage within a single turn um, is really crazy and really, really awesome. Yeah, I think you're totally right. I think I think Logos decks will want two of those, to be honest. I think that's mm-hmm. like I think that's what they're going to do is fish for two. Uh, even if the rest of the Logos portion isn't great, I think that Logos will be the faction that allows you to thin your deck. And so I think what Logos is going to look for are the archiving cards and those cards, right? So they have a chance yeah. to draw a whole bunch of cards up, stick a whole bunch in the archive, draw up all the shadow cards, pull the shadow cards out of the archives, and just be like, boo, nine <laughs> cards in your face. Yeah. Yeah. I think Logos is going to be one of the most popular factions for that reason. I think being able to thin your deck and build up an archives is going to, we're going to find that to be one of the most powerful tools in the game. Yeah, so far that is my my favorite house, um, which which yeah, I, I imagine your your favorite is shadows. Yeah, let's 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 talk about that next. What are our favorite <laughs> houses so far? Which is what's so fun because this could easily change. Oh, let's yeah, do uh, <laughs> let's do top three in order and why. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you want to start? Uh sure. Mine shadow. Right. Um, okay. Shadow <laughs> does not have. Um, robust influential creatures I'm okay with that I play shadow for the control element of shadow there's a ton of stealing um, the deck that I was playing today my opponent had 14 creatures I had zero I won three keys to like two amber it wow. just it didn't matter that he had those creatures I control I don't need creatures I play cards with amber I control I steal I'm underhanded I'm devious that's how I am <laughs> <laughs> all right what's your first one so my my first one is logos um there's there's some i don't know like some dopamine hit that happens when i whenever i draw a card in a card game when i'm not supposed to ah uh, okay nice and so uh, it, it being like the card draw house and the like do cool combo things like the art everything about that is super exciting to me i love the sort of future robot uh like cyborgy flavor uh as well um, I think that it's it's really really cool. Um, one one thing that I want to bring up really quick that doesn't really have anything to necessarily do with this is it, it's kind of strange to me that there's no like unique rule in the game like yeah. in terms of cards. So it's like I can have four quick so the adventurers out at the same time. Um, I I don't know how to justify that like lore wise. <laughs> yes, I've i've had the same problem for me it's sir francis it's a dude his mm-hmm. name is sir francis how do you have two copies of sir i think francis? his name is francis whatever the heck his name is <laughs> he shouldn't be out there twice yeah yeah 100, yeah, yeah it is really interesting to me as well. <laughs> um for me second is logos for the reasons i already said i use it to thin my deck i use it to get ridiculous archives i had a turn mic where i had out it's like a rare artifact that says archive this and two other cards. And I had two archive cards in my hand. And so Ooh. I stuck four cards in the archives and then next turn drew up, stuck them all back in my hand and, and really unloaded like nine cards. And it was just yeah. an amazing feeling. And what I love so much about archives, archiving is that stuff like bait and switch it's so hard to save cards in this game in your hand because then it's harder to go off with those mega turns that just win the game or get a huge uh, momentum burst. And to be able to archive something like Bait and Switch that is so situational, just like, you know what? When I need it, 
is mm-hmm. right there. You know, I don't, yeah. have to, I don't have that clogging out my hand. I feel like Archives is the mechanic that the best players in the game are going to really, really take advantage of. And totally. Logos is the, the faction that allows you to really get into that. Yeah, yeah. The, the Archives in general, like, it's a way to discard cards from your hand that are of a different house without having to have that be and that in and of itself is super powerful. Yeah, exactly. It allows you to both get rid of cards that you don't need right now and sculpt those future turns. Being able to do yeah. both of those with one thing is it just feels ridiculous. Pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so my my number two is Sanctum. Um, yeah. I like sort of the big beefy uh, you know, creatures with with a bunch of armor. Um, the fact that the four horsemen exist in that faction makes it really exciting. So um, um, yeah, I I, like the, the utility of it, like the utility of the action cards in it, which are mostly revolved around like combat and like creatures and healing and, um, you know, dealing damage and, uh, like capturing, I think is really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, I wonder if there's going to be a way to like remove Amber, like remove captured Amber at some point. Mm. Um, because that is... Um, it, it's a really interesting like mechanic that they could play with, and the flashing the armor and not stealing the armor is is quite a bit worse. Um, thankfully, like a lot of the time, it's easier to capture armor or, your, or amber, or you're capturing more at a time. Um, so it can like it's mostly used to slow your opponent down rather than you know like improve your game plan. But um, yeah, I, I like sort of the sort of knight spirit. Uh, they they kind of remind me of like the angels from uh, Diablo. Um, oh, okay. So, yeah. Um, yeah, they remind me of the the angels from Nova Blitz. Okay. <laughs> which uh-huh. which I doubt you've played or heard of. It's not a pretty cool game. Look it up. Is, it, is that a card game? It is a card game. It's an online card okay. game. Gotcha. Uh, I, think I, I think I have heard of it. So for me, the the top two are head and shoulders above the rest for me mm-hmm. um, from what we've seen. There might be some cards that come around that make me think, wow, that I really wasn't thinking carefully enough about this. Um, but for me, it's kind of a tie for third place between Dis and Sanctum, really depending on the cards that I get. Um, like, if I don't have Shadow, and I Dis is, to me, like, the second best control house. Like, I can mm-hmm. be, maybe they're the pack that I get is so good that I'll say, okay, I don't have Shadow, but this has enough control. And for Sanctum, what I like so much about it is most of the cards give you an Amber just for playing them. So what I like about yeah, Sanctum is true. actually not the bodies. I want a Sanctum deck that only gives me a couple bodies. It gives mm-hmm. me a lot of those cards, like the one that... Like just... Virtuous works, works that does nothing but give you three Amber. Exactly. Virtuous mm-hmm. works... Um, a bunch of those um, uh, artifacts that you get one just for putting it on the board and it kills a guy or it kill or does damage a whole bunch of guys. Like all of Sanct or not all, but the decks I like for Sanctum will have almost all the cards will give me Amber just for playing. I mean, it's one of the things I found with this mm-hmm. game is that when I play, I want to be able to win without creatures. If I have creatures and they stick, awesome. But what I really want is the option to just play cards from hand and build up Amber that way. So every turn I know I'm getting two or three just from what's in my hand. And I feel like Sanctum does a pretty good job of uh, letting you do that. Yeah. Makes sense. 
Uh, my number three is is actually Mars. Um, yeah, we, we, have, we haven't necessarily seen a ton of like Mars. at least like of the five decks that are in there. It's not the most powerful, yeah. um, but I really like sort of the the, the flavor behind all of the like the abduction and the like the you know stun rays and the like all, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that a Mars deck with a lot of Mars creatures in it could potentially be really, really strong. So um, there's, like, that key abduction card, which is, like, return each Mars creature to your hand, and then you can forge a key at uh, plus nine, reduced by one for each card in your hand. (laughs) So it's, like, it gives you one right away um, just for playing it. And then if you have, like, three Mars creatures on the the field, you are at, like, plus two. Like, you get... Yeah, yeah, I don't know exactly the math because I'm terrible at math, but <laughs> we're not math majors here, people. But it's no, pretty no, no, dang no. good. <laughs> but it just seems like a like kind of a cool, exciting um, like play, and just the class in general seems to have some really, really interesting creatures. Especially, uh, I saw online this this creature, uh, Zizix the Many. Um, he's like an uncommon creature with three power, and every time you fight or reap, you can reveal a creature from your hand, and if you do. You archive that creature, and then he gets plus he gets three power tokens. Yeah, um, I did that today. Do it, I did that today. Sweet, <laughs> it was really awesome. It's in mm-hmm. that same deck. That deck I was telling you about. It's Logos, um, Shadow Mars, and it has uh-huh. just tons of archiving, and it really felt strong. And Zizix definitely helped yeah. with that. Um, I also see. got a Zorg attack off. Stunned oh, nice. his whole dang board. That's awesome. That awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you have like you know big big dumb dudes like uh, Zorg and there's there's a couple other like huge ones that mm-hmm. are just kind of crazy. Um, there's one called Gromit, which is ten power. Wow, uh, I haven't even seen this guy. It's 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 kind of it's a it's a rare. It, it has ten power and it says you can't play creatures after oh. enemy creature destroyed fighting Gromit. Your opponent loses one amber. Ooh, interesting. So, really interesting. Like if that's the one creature in your deck, yeah, that seems pretty sweet. So. Yeah, I'm. I'm just so excited about the different possibilities, man. Like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, I I want to have you... like a hundred decks. <laughs> my wife would be like, how come our bank account is empty? <laughs> uh, it's not because of the stack of decks I have. It's not at all because of that. <laughs> do you do you do you know off the bat how many um, like possible combinations of houses there are? No, someone did the math on it, but I don't I don't remember. Okay. It's quite a few though. Yeah, it seems like it, it would be a lot because it's like, yeah, I, it's like one, two, three, and then like one, two, four, and then you keep going until it's all of them. I think it's like probably at least like 30. Yeah, I don't think we have time to wait that, but... for you to act on all <laughs> yeah, right no. now. I really just we don't, don't. We don't because uh, that would probably take an hour. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so, yeah, those are our three favorite houses. Are there any houses you just don't like so far that you've seen? No. I think they're all really interesting. I think that uh, we've just scratched the surface of all of them, so yeah. I, I don't think I've really seen enough to like dislike anything. But I think I think they all uh, offer something at least. Yep. So the yeah. only one that I so far I'm like, eh, I'm not a fan of is Brobnar, and it's mm-hmm. only because the decks we have had uh, they're just too straightforward with the Brobnar side, right? It's like drop big dumb guy. And then maybe you have an artifact that readies him and lets him fight. And so it just it feels mm-hmm. so one-dimensional. 
Um, it's quite possible that there will be other Brobnar decks that we see that are not like that at all. So, right. like you said, it's way too early to write off a faction. You're like, I've seen five <laughs> decks. Uh, these are the best. These Garbage. are the worst. You get a Brobnar deck, just throw it away. <laughs> a little bit early for that. Just slightly. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, uh, Mike, I think we had another successful show here. I am loving the game so much. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't even know what else to say as far as that. I just, too. it's like oozing out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, Mike, why don't you hype yourself, where you're at, what you're up to? Let us know what uh-huh. you got going on. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Discord. Uh, my handle on there is Rebel Spy. Um, if you are not totally sick of hearing my voice yet, um, I have started up a, another Keyforge podcast called You're The Wild the Wormhole. Um, the I know with the worst, the worst. <laughs> with uh, my my buddy D House and Jay, who uh, people may know from the Star Wars Destiny community. Um, and yeah, you can hear me on the Smuggler's Den, which is a, a Star Wars Destiny podcast, as well as the Jedi Trials, which is a Star Wars Destiny podcast. <laughs> So, anything just else? Do you have podcasts. like a Barbie Dreamhouse podcast or anything? Oh, I, I do, I do. It's called okay. um, Plastic and Diamonds. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's a good name for it, actually. <laughs> uh, I will say this: I think Mike and I might end up with a Switch podcast. I just I see that coming in our future. Yeah, um, it, it very well may happen. <laughs> yeah, I, think I can see that. Uh, also, just so you know, I've been talking to Jay and D House. Uh, we're planning to throw you off each of our shows and just do three-man <laughs> hosts for different show shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah we've we both had enough of this nonsense. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. So uh, <laughs> you can find me at YouTube Tiny Grimes. Like I said earlier, I've been streaming at Twitch Tiny Grimes. I uh, generally do like around 10, 11 noon Pacific for an hour or two. I don't. I try not to do the all-day thing. I used to, Mike, I don't know if you knew this. I used to stream like six hours a day, five days a week. Wow. It did not go well. Like, wow. by the end, lot. I hated that game that I was streaming. I was just like, brruh, brruh, brruh. yeah, it didn't, it didn't work out. It, it's a lot of work, man. It like really the people is. that can do that, I have, I have met, like a ton of respect for them because it is, it's a lot. <laughs> I was playing a game that had a very low ceiling as far as success was concerned, and I mm-hmm. was by far the biggest streamer, and I had a two hundred whole viewers, and it was just like. For the amount of hours I put into making this happen and how much it destroys me, this is not mm-hmm. worth it. Like, it's really fun to stream here and there for a couple hours, but to stream like that is exhausting. So yeah, if you... there is a streamer you follow that streams like that, know that they put in every... Like, they put all of themselves into this, and just, just know that. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, you can also find me on Tiny Grimes Games on Twitter and... Uh, I think. All right, Mike. Well, thanks again for doing this. And uh, Always. until next time, have fun in the Crucible Archons and go to TTS and play me on the mod. It's awesome. Yeah. Bye, guys. <laughs>